Live brunch. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live brunch. Live brunch. Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch with me, Johan Philip, joined by Matt Carvel, who's just preached to us, and Christine Lydiard, Hi. Um, one of my favorite guests on our show. So Aww. thank you so much for joining us. This Sunday, we, we carried on our relational wisdom. Uh, the first Sunday in March? It is the first We are at March already. Wow. Already? Uh, yeah. It's, like it's come so quickly. <laughs> it's been the longest winter ever. Has it? It feels like it's been really quick. Perception. Okay. That's another, that's another conversation for post-life brunch, baby. Um, Kids are back at school. It's so good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss my kids. Well, I'm not saying I'm not gonna miss my kids. Clearly, I'm a better parent than you. Obviously, obviously. <laughs> We're getting distracted. Sorry. Um, so we looked at, we looked at conscience and freedom mm -hmm. in a sermon appropriately titled "Conscience and Freedom." Yeah. Uh, and see what we did there. Yep, we, we looked at uh, the passage from Romans chapter 14, uh, verses 1 to 9. And we've got a few questions. Uh, we at Emmanuel believe that doing life in community is so important, uh, and it's a great place to, uh, to work out your, your work with God, questions that you may have. Uh, and we've got some questions to help you in your small groups. If, if you've not joined a small group, it's not too late to join a small group. We are manual.com forward slash small groups to sign up to a small group. But here are some questions for your small group. What ethical or moral issues have you had to navigate with friends or family? What does this teaching, living with thanksgiving to Jesus, look like in your life practically? And how does it help you make decisions? And then the third question, in what areas have you been challenged or provoked by today's message? In what ways do you need to repent or change? Christine, shall we look at that last question together? Um, in what areas have you been challenged or provoked by today's message right so I, thought you, I thought you were going to ask me the, a different question i will ask you a different question forgive me what does what does this teaching living with thanksgiving to jesus look like in your life practically Great question. and how does it help you to make decisions uh, i think it's important to realize that um, we live lives not as a christian on this side and then someone who makes decisions over here mm. So the whole of our Christian life is going to be impacting the way we make those decisions. So it's important, well for me it's important that I live a life of thanksgiving because that's saying everything's from you God, yeah. everything I have is from you, everything good comes from you. So that's like Matt was talking about, you know, that we are God-centered, aren't we? And we're, we're thinking about him in everything. So the way that would work in our home is that when we pray together, there would be elements of thanksgiving in that. When the kids were young, um, we would encourage them in that, perhaps saying grace at the table, things like that. Mm -hmm. So that there's a, an atmosphere of thanksgiving in our home now. Where that um, really helps, I think this question that Matt raised was, um, when we've got particular issues to face is, could I really give thanks for, to God for that if I did that thing, if I chose that? And I think that that's quite a helpful thing to think about. Mm. Um, so um, 
I've had some difficult decisions to make in my life. One of them was whether or not to go away to university when my kids were young. Well, they were teenagers, actually, and Rob would look after them. And so it wasn't a right or wrong issue, but there were clearly claims on me as a mum. And, you know, and I had to, to really think that through and work that through. And um, I realised that actually this was an opportunity from God and that it had come in a certain way that made us know that, yeah, this was the will of God for me at the time. So it, were, you know, it helped in a difficult uh, place to make that decision yeah yeah i think as well for me like that idea helps me in terms of areas of i guess temptation and things that are wrong things i could do that are that are that are wrong and and even just attitude towards things that are good uh, but doing it in, in in a wrong way and so you know things like Attitude to food, attitude to alcohol, attitude to entertainment or, or, or things that we might watch and that sort of thing. Having that question of, well, can I, can I receive this with thanksgiving? Is this about actually enjoying the goodness of God? Because God has given us everything as a, as a gift. Um, so, you know, me thinking that helps me to make good decisions, which I don't always make perfectly, about whether, whether to do something or not, or make, to check my attitude towards the things that, that helps me think, to decide, you know, helps me not just to be selfish in my enjoyment of things, but actually do it in relationship with God. Brilliant. Um, looking at, I guess, a topical question. Oh, yeah, topical uh, question. And, um, a, a question around, around conscience and, and strikes. And mm. we're looking at the news today that with the uh, with the with the 1% pay increase for the the, the, the NHS nurses, they are considering right. striking. Right. Now, I'm not, this is not a question about whether that is uh, whether the the increment is, is appropriate or inappropriate. Okay. It's more the question to people who are maybe concerned by government decisions or concerned by um, an issue which has an impact on their life, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a nurse. Yeah. Um, is it appropriate for a Christian to strike? Oh, good question. I think, the, uh, yeah, the first thing to say is that I, I'm not specifically, I can't answer that question in terms of, like, is it right for the nurses in this situation to strike? I think, I think it is, I would say, it is a conscience issue. Um, and because, I mean, so like I said in, in the message, the thing we have to do, first of all, is, to, well, what does the Bible say about this? rather than what's my opinion on it. What does the Bible say? Is, does the Bible give me principles or speak to this issue at all? I think it does in terms of authority. Uh, you know, we, the Bible does uh, call us to submit to authorities, be respectful to authority. They're put there by God, that sort of thing. Um, and so uh, one, of the, one of the aspects of that would be um, not doing things that are illegal, and that would be a, a, a parameter. And so I think in one sense, you, you know, that's helpful because so to strike, for example, is not, it's not illegal. <laughs> uh, so it's, you could, I think you, therefore you, it, there could be a scenario you could do it in a way that is still respectful, but you're, you're exercising uh, your, your right or your opportunity to, to, to differ, but do it in, do it in a respectful, respectful way. I've been on strike. Not from, the, not from the church, not when I was employed by the church. <laughs> but in a different employment. Uh, so I think, I, think there, I would say, yeah, there are... Surely the masses want to know <laughs> what you were striking about. <laughs> oh, what did was... your banner have written on it? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't have a banner. No, it's, uh, when, I was a when I was a teacher. teacher. So I, I think um, what motivated that was the, the uh, idea of, you know, this, the, you know, teachers should get a... A, a better deal they should be rewarded it's, it's a positive thing it's not just like we hate the government it's no we need to 
talk about this and get the attention and, and you know so that was the the thinking in in that decision Brilliant. Um, I think yeah. there's a, um, lots of things to consider with that decision because the Bible also encourages us to think about justice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So on the one hand, you might think, well, I, I need to obey authorities, but God's very concerned about people who are being exploited, yeah. for example. Yeah. Um, but and also thinking about what, what, do, what, what does striking do? Well, actually, it's trying to, in a way, not always, I suppose, but there's a sense in which it is trying to force the hand of someone. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. Mm -hmm. Well, as a Christian, is that the way that I behave towards other people? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Lots of different questions in yeah, here, aren't yeah, there? Yeah. And I think that this just demonstrates where, you know, we might think, oh, yes to that, no to that. Yet, you know, in the end, we are going to have to come to God mm -hmm. because we probably won't get to the bottom of all those answers. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have to come to a place where if I move forward with this decision, do I feel at peace before God? Yeah, so good. Yeah, so and good. So that process is really important. Yes. The process of how we come to a decision. Yes. Submitting it to God. This is not just convenient for me. And, and especially, you know, if we feel we should do something, well, because everyone else is doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very bad reason to do something, isn't it? If, if it's, a, it's a moral moral topic, it's more... You know, seeking wisdom on it from the Bible, from other Christians perhaps, and praying about it, that sort of thing. Yeah, thinking, actually thinking things through is really important, isn't it? Yeah. I think sometimes we can think it's like a game of hopscotch, or I can hop on that square, or I can hop on that square, but actually there's a thought process and a prayer process that needs to go on. You started off the, your, your sermon with a list of divisive Christian oh, topics yeah. within the church. And I guess you could have spent all of life brunch <laughs> actually going through those questions. You can have an online <laughs> poll. But let's, let's pick on one of them. Like, let's on. pick on one of them. Um, and I guess because it's also referenced in, script, in the bit of uh, reading, the Bible reading that we had earlier, where, in, mm -hmm. where it talks about, in, that, in Romans 14, where it talks about the, the, the person who doesn't eat meat, oh, eats yeah. only vegetables, oh, yeah. is uh, somebody with a weaker conscience. Now, I think in that time, there was a religious significance attached to eating meat. So that yeah. maybe as a Jew, you, yeah, wouldn't, yeah, yeah. you wouldn't eat pork. Um, or you wouldn't, you wouldn't uh, I think Paul writes in, in, in his letter to the church in Corinth that uh, there was food that was being sacrificed before idols. There was meat that was being sacrificed yeah. before idols. And even, even in that instance, he says, no, or you can eat all things. Yeah, even yeah, if yeah. food was sacrificed before the idols, yeah. it's, it's a matter of conscience. Um, but today, people not eating meat is probably less of a moral... It's probably less of a religious yes. reason, and it's more of an ethical reason. Yes. Uh, and it's more, hey, we're not being good, good stewards of God's earth and God's creation by eating meat that has been unethically farmed or harvested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do we then run the danger of dismissing people who, let's say, would not eat meat uh, for conscience reasons, yeah. assuming that they're the weaker conscience, but actually, could they be right? And we are in the danger of not being good stewards of God's word. So I guess my question is, are we in the danger of dismissing people with a weaker conscience when they could actually be right? Um, I think so, because I think often with these um, ethical and moral questions that come to us, um, we're probably already doing something. And therefore, it's most convenient to continue doing what we have done all our lives. And in one sense, that's, that's one of the dynamics in, in the passage. Uh, and so when someone challenges our view and say, well, no, I've come to this conclusion. I've thought about this issue. I'm a Christian, perhaps, and, and, and thought about the considerations. And that comes as a challenge. It's easy. It is easy to just dismiss, oh, well, you know, it, 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 
Because that's going to cause, if, if I agree with that person, it's going to cause me to have to change doing something that I do. Mm. And so we have to acknowledge that all of us, with any of these things, we have a vested interest in the thing that's most convenient to us. <laughs> and that's, that plays out in so many different ways of following Jesus. But we have to recognize, we, if we follow in Christ, we've, that's what we've signed up for. We've signed up to say, well, Jesus, what you say, that's what I want to do. What you uh, call right, that's what I want to uh, agree with. Um, and it's, it is easy um, and to just to, to stick, well, of course, Jesus agrees with me. <laughs> What's convenient with me? Like we all, I fall into that trap. And I think I have been over the last few years challenged by, by other uh, Christians who have, who have thought about that specific issue of uh, eating meat and wh- where it comes from. And is that, you know, one of the principles of the Bible is that God has called us to be good stewards of the world. And if in the process of <laughs> producing meat for people to eat, there's not good stewardship in fact the opposite of good stewardship should we condone that should we support that we're not going to come to a conclusion right here right now on it. but i think those principles of just checking us having humility to listen to others mm. and and be corrected on it not not be not be pre- not be pressured in it not just think wow this is the thing everyone's doing right now but i think there is there is things to learn and i think thought, yeah, yeah and i think not just with this issue i know i can find myself thinking um, about other people who've got a, a different view. How could they possibly think that? Mm. And then, you know, there's, there's judgment that creeps in there, isn't yeah. there, and a kind of superiority. And the Bible's very clear about us not judging one another. Yeah. God is the judge of all men. Yeah. And uh, we shouldn't be doing that, but it's an easy place to find yourself yeah. when you're with someone who holds a different view to you. Yeah. And we need yeah. to be careful about that, don't we? Yeah. So I, I guess my next question would be, how do we, um, or what principles do we apply mm-hmm. when we need to come to the conclusion about something whether it is objectively wrong? Yeah. Um, and stuff which is, I guess, subjectively wrong, which is based on what your conscience tells you. Yes. So, so what's, what's, the, what's the process there? I think, I mean, one of the things I referred to in, in the message is about uh, being informed by God's word. And therefore, the overall uh, encouragement for all of us to, be, um, to, to understand what God's word says and to read it and to study it. And that is easier for some of us than for others. Um, but if God has chosen to reveal to us his will, his, who he is like, re- revealed it to us, and we <laughs> have that truth written down on paper. It's there for us to, 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 be, to be shaped by. And so we, um, it's easy to take that for granted, but we must uh, take the opportunity there um, because, you know, a lot of the time with these ethical or moral things, there is... There might be something, uh, a verse that's relevant to it in the New Testament, the Bible. There might be, it might speak to the issue in the Old Testament, but therefore we have to understand how the Old Testament and the New Testament fit together in order to interpret that correctly. And so it's not just about picking out verses and think, okay, this matches this, this refers to it, therefore I'm just going to follow on. No, no, we need to know how to in- interpret. And, and so we need, to, we need to study the Bible and that sort of thing. So that's, that's like a long-term, mm. <laughs> a long-term thing, encouraging people to be in the Bible and understand it. Mm. Um, but also, um, I think, um, speaking with others as well. Mm. I think there is a place for that. Of if, if you're hitting a moral issue, speak to other Christian friends, other people in the church and think, I'm doing this. This is what I thought. This is what I think the Bible says. Am I right here? Is there anything I'm missing? Um, 
and uh, use that. I think uh, if you do, you know, if you've come to a conclusion perhaps about something, it's important to listen to others who you know disagree mm. as well. And there is, even if I don't completely agree, is there anything in what you're saying and a viewpoint that you have that's going to be helpful to me? And mm. um, that's another thing that I, I, try, I try and do. Yeah, I feel like it is really important because ultimately we're going to have to stand before God and give account for our, our words and actions. Mm -hmm. And um, we don't want to be doing things which we feel are wrong. But it almost feels like Paul is kind of setting a different bar. And I think, again, this is going back to the, the verses in Corinthians about uh, you could be judged by what your conscience tells you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so if your conscience tells you that something is wrong, but you still go ahead and do it, even though it might not be a sin, you could still fall in the danger of it being held accountable for what you've done is wrong. Yeah, I, I think, um, I mean, the, the, end, the end of that chapter that we're looking at today um, talks about anything that doesn't come from faith is sin. <laughs> so it, it, it points to things can be right or wrong on the surface, but actually, as Jesus taught us right the way through the gospel, it's a matter of the heart. It's, it's from the heart that, come, uh, that, that, that sin comes from because it's, it's your attitude towards God. And, and so that's why, you know, Jesus was so critical of the Pharisees, not just because they had come to wrong conclusions, but they had come to the right conclusions for the to with a totally wrong heart motive and therefore were self-righteous and therefore bullied other people and do other things that were wrong because they were so proud in their own interpretation. And so we have to be aware of that as well. And that, that, that self-righteousness and, 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 check, and check our hearts. And, and uh, the Bible says only God knows yeah. the secrets of our heart. I think that's so helpful because if, if you are talking to somebody who, who doesn't eat meat for, for, uh, for ethical reasons, mm -hmm. in their heart, they're acknowledging that I, I'm actually honoring God by being a good steward of his, yeah. of his creation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for the person who eats meat, they're like, well, but Jesus has said we can go and eat and, mm -hmm. and, and, whatever, mm -hmm. and eat whatever. So I'm being obedient to Jesus' commands. Yeah. And, the, and both of them, have an appropriate attitude towards God, yeah. which is, I guess, what is the right thing in this, in this issue. Yeah, they can both be right and they can both be wrong. Yeah, yeah. Because they could, they could not eat meat and be completely judgmental and self-righteous about it, or they could, could eat meat and just be, oh, I'm just, it's just about my selfish pleasure and gluttony and all that sort of things. Like, I think we're all in danger of falling off the horse once. So we can both be right and we can all live in harmony, <laughs> which is really what we want to do. There's a question that's come from the chat. Um, right. in, in Paul's letters, he laid out a number of guidelines on life and leadership. How do we determine the degree to which these are applicable now or should be interpreted in the context of the letters? Oh, why? Do you want to go first or? No, I'll go first. I think both, I think both are true. The question, I suppose, sets up um, uh, two sides, but I think there's truth on both sides. We, we can learn from it. We can learn from it, um, but also we should interpret in the context. Uh, and I think this goes back to what I was saying a minute ago about trying to do our best to actually not just understand just literally what the word says, but uh, yeah, the context of it, how we should in interpret it. All the Bible is um, cultural. Mm. All the Bible was written uh, for a, a, a particular time that's very different to ours and for, with an audience in mind that was very different to ours. Mm. So we shouldn't just lift it and think, that's for me. Um, we should think about, okay, that was said to them. What did it mean for them? And ask that question, what did it mean to them? Then secondly, like, how could, do we see that in the light of Christ, especially when we're looking at the Old Testament? Okay, if it meant that for them, how do we now view that in light of Christ? 
and think about what's my context, in what ways am I similar to their context? Oh, they're, they're Christians, I'm a Christian, therefore it's probably gonna be more, more straightforward. They've got this challenge and that's perhaps why this was said to them. Is that my challenge? Is that, you know, and so asking those questions and then bringing the interpretation Brilliant. There. I mean, there's a lot that we can say about that. If, if you'd like to understand more, there's a really good book, uh, Grasping God's Word, which I found helpful in understanding uh, context and studying scripture. Uh, last question. All right. If our conscience is imperfect and neither is our interpretation of the Holy Spirit, how do I know God's will for my life? Good one. Christine, Christine do you want to kick us yeah. off? Yeah, yeah. I think that... Um, it's not so much that our consciences are imperfect, although we've said that, you know, they are marred by sin, but I think we make choices that go against our conscience often, mm. and that is the result of sin in our lives. And if we continue to do that, it's like the voice of our conscience grows less and less. So um, that, that's quite, a, you know, a warning for us that we, we shouldn't do that. And, and it even talks in, uh, I think it's 1 Timothy 4, uh, it talks about our consciences being seared as though with a hot iron, that mm. they can be, um, we can turn so much away from our conscience that it's like it's seared and, it, and it's, it's become a solid thing that can't speak to us mm -hmm. anymore. So um, what we need to do to, to work out what, because um, I think your question was about how do, we, how, how do we decide? Well, we've talked about the word of God is important. Mm. It's important to pray. It's important to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I think often in terms of this, that's about, mm, do I feel comfortable mm. doing this? We, you know, before God, do I feel comfortable? And listening to those kind of promptings. Um, then I think, uh, yes, we need to think things through. We also need to talk to uh, mature people around us uh, and talk through decisions that we're making. But I think also that um, we, can, we can get um, overly focused on this when it's about smaller things because God has put his Holy Spirit in us. And um, for example, if, I'm going, if I want to go out for a walk, I don't go through all this process. <laughs> I just make decisions because it seems good to me. The Holy yeah. Spirit's in me and the Holy Spirit would, would nudge me, mm -hmm. I believe, mm -hmm. if I was gonna do something wrong, not there's anything wrong with taking a walk. But I think, we can, I think we can get too nitpicky over small things, but there are some very big decisions about the, the direction of our life, who we're going to marry, what job we're going into, uh, should I go to this, journey, this uni or not? They're big decisions that will alter the course of our lives and it's important to engage others and to right. go through the whole of that process there. Thank that you. is a superb answer. I feel like Christina's covered a lot. Anything to add? No, she's oh, covered it all. Brilliant, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us on Live Brunch. Uh, join us again next week. We are carrying on our Relational Wisdom series. Joel Virgo. Joel's back. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what he's speaking on? Uh, you always ask me this, I always forget. Find out next week. Find out next week. Ooh, suspense. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. Have a lovely weekend ahead. Hi.